Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast, we explore the... Evan, what's up, man? Oh, hello, Jeff. What can I help you with? Hey, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. Can you scan last week's episode and single out all of John's profanity and give me a summary, please? Scanning episode 19, Stephen King. For instances of profanity... Scan complete. 67 instances of profanity have been allocated. Would you like a playback now? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's go ahead and uh, let's play that back. Playback equal to 1 minute and 9 seconds. Parental discretion is advised. Fuckers. Fucking asshole. Crap. Motherfucking motherfucking badass. And the shit's fucking crazy. Fuck. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> Which is a pretty fucking spooky Ooh. book, too. Fucking hate you. And shit all over the place. Spooky shit. Sure. God Twilight. damn it. Fucking hate both of you. Jesus Christ. Fuck you. Fucking creepy ass. Fucking fucking me. You beautiful bastard. Fuck Superman. Oh, fuck Superman, that motherfucker. I don't like Sup- him. I'd like to cut some shit up with creepy, brilliant fucker. Fucked. Fucking prick. Little fucking... Ooh, I never wanted to just jump through a screen and punch somebody <laughs> right in the fucking head. What the fuck? Badass. Bunch of bullshit. Oh, that's fucking fucking goes ape shit. Fucking amazing. Fuck you, you little shits. <laughs> or big shits. Fuck bullies. I hate them. Go what the fuck? <laughs> fucking crazy. Fucking love you. It's everyone that ever fucked with her. Even people that didn't fuck with her. Scary as it fuck. If you really want to fuck your kids up, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Scary as shit. Fucking kids. Just fucking watch oh, it. Yeah. Like a fucking toaster. Crazy fucking grill Z- by a bunch of assholes. Holy shit. Beat the fuck out of themselves. Fucked me up. Yeah. That Fucked me up. She was all fucked yeah. up. Yeah, she's progressively losing her yes. shit. Spooky shit, spooky shit. Anyway, motherfucking creepy ass and shit like that. Fucking choo-choo, motherfuckers. Huh. So does John swear too much? Nah, right? Right? Uh, anyways, Evan, on with the show. Tonight we explore the history of a beloved holiday known as Halloween. How did it start? Why are costumes and candy a part of this holiday? Is the holiday an excuse for every female on planet Earth to dress inappropriately? So sit back, grab your candy corn, turn up the volume, and count how many times John can say fuck. All aboard. Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
Happy October, passengers! If you're new here, welcome to episode 20 and the first episode of season two of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. To all of our regular listeners, welcome back, you wonderfully spooky some bitches. From paranormal and pseudoscience to the outright wacky, nothing is out of bounds. We are recording this episode from the Midnight Train Station here in Olmstead Township, Ohio. I am your host and the conductor of the kooky, Jonathan Sayer, and with me as always is my brother from another mother, the engineer of the eerie and odd, my co-host, Jeff Butchko. What's happening, dude? Hey, what the fuck is up, dude? <laughs> I gotta get my count going, my tally, because I'm a little weak. Alright, so so obviously everyone got to hear the the new the, the, the intro for this week. Which was beautiful, by the which way. Which was beautiful. Great job on that. Jeff actually compiled that whole thing. He said it took like three hours. It, it took a um, long time. Because for, if you don't know, uh, I actually uh, put a... Jeff and I were talking about... Getting rid of the profanity, or at least lowering it, or whatever, classing it up for season two. Because I do swear a lot, I know I do. And then, as I went on, um, we uh, I, I went online and posted a, a thing to see what people thought about it, and everyone was like, "No, fuck that." <laughs> I was <laughs> <Be> like, "Yourself." <laughs> so he went and made that intro. So I thought that was freaking hilarious, man. Um, obviously, across from us, our switchman of the supernatural and captain of the quick check. Mr. Riley Sayer, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? Ah, Riley Sayer. Um, don't forget, uh, before we get this train rolling tonight, to head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access our bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews, as well as um some, you know, a bunch of other, you know, awesome stuff you can you won't be able to get anywhere else. Um, there you can also listen to all of our regular episodes, buy some super sweet merchandise like our hand signed collectors posters, and you can see um, behind the scenes snippets of our YouTube videos and uh, you know that we upload alongside each video. Um, well, or it's a, it's each a, episode, it's a fanboy's paradise, right? <clears throat> like if you're a fanboy. It is. And you want to be like, you know, the underground, you know, like you talk to your friends like, hey, do you guys know about this midnight train? Because I know everything. Like, but I see, know Jeff's age. I know his blood type. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's where you go to get all that stuff. So here's the thing that I hope doesn't happen is that I know that when I when it comes to certain podcasts or whatever, I'm kind of an elitist where I don't want people to know that I'm listening to something really awesome. You know what I mean? Right. And and then I'm like, oh, I guess I should tell everyone because the podcasts I listen to were fantastic. So don't do that. Share it with everyone, please. We appreciate it. Also. In the boxcar this week, we have the band, um, hopefully I'm going to say this right, Lillier. I think that's it. They actually gave me a pronunciation and I didn't put it in there. I'm pretty sure it's Lillier, based in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, they got a uh, couple of chicks that are writing some music, man, and it's actually pretty cool. Nice. Um, it's kind of punk rocky, kind of, you know, whatever. Um, they are releasing a full EP on October 11th with an EP release show at Stella's Music Club in downtown Cleveland, Ohio on the same Stella. date. Stella! Um, that's also October 11th, 2019, and that is the day before Riley's 21st motherfucking birthday. Woo. Woo-woo. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, the 21 festivity, yeah. do we have an update on the bidding by chance? Because I remember seeing a post today from a certain chainsaw that he's still in the lead. Chainsaw is in the lead still. And he doesn't yeah. let me forget. Every day, he sends me a text message or an email or a Facebook message saying, Hear that I'm going to get you, Riley. He said something the oh, other yeah. day, pretty much along the lines of, I hope you're ready. So in and the I'm event, at all. maybe at some point in time today, we'll actually give Chainsaw a call, maybe we do should. a little interview and see how he's feeling about things. But in the event that Chainsaw does win the golden ticket and you do take him on your date, <laughs> the golden ticket. What, what will be the... Uh, the nice romantic dinner. Like, where are you guys going to go? Are you guys going to go to, like, I don't know, uh, Outback Steakhouse, perhaps? 
maybe Chuck E. Cheese. I don't Knowing know. Knowing Chainsaw, it's going to be like, I don't know. Denny's. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, for that Lillier show, tickets are available on the Lillier Facebook page and at StellaMusic.com. I really hope I didn't butcher their name too much. Um, we'll have their new single. Um, it's called Level. Uh, playing at the end of this episode so make sure you check it out and support local and unsigned music you beautifully dark bastards you guys absolutely rock and we definitely appreciate you listening to the show finally if you're looking for a way to help the steam or keep the steam in our engines and i'd love all these little anecdotes for the, right. the train shit it's funny um but if you want to keep helping us out the best thing you can do is like and rate us on your favorite plat, uh, podcast platform and most importantly share the midnight train to everyone like i know it sounds whatever but it really does the more people listen to the podcast the more we can get content out there and the more we can just keep rolling with this you know so it's a really really huge thing and uh you know that's how we're just gonna get more passengers and keep the train a a choo-choo in you know what i'm saying yeah so enough of all that malarkey we've got it out of our systems today (laughs) jeff let's get spooky where we going well before we do that i'm gonna pop my top right here real quick oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, so uh Jeff is. What are you drinking? uh, I'm drinking Coors Light. I'm drinking a Bang Purple Haze. This is an energy drink. It's not an alcoholic drink. It's it's called. So you know, it's called Bang. Like Bang, Bang. You know, this is this is season two. We're starting right now. Yeah. And you should at least be drinking a beer. No, he's starting it off with a Bang. Hey. hey. I mean, you didn't. You just now got that. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's pop them. That that was horrible. All right, and crack of the blues. Mine was already open, but yeah. I'm drinking water. I can't drink too heavy of beers, even though I do love my beers. I can't drink too heavy on a show because then I'm like, Oh, that's delicious. Oh, God. Yum, yum, yum. I could just, just, ugh. I can hear the sugar going in your system right now. Can you fucking hear it? <laughs> just checking. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> now, listen, I do want to say that I understand that this, this podcast is definitely intended for mature listeners. And we may not be everyone's cup of tea. I'm. I, I've come to realize that yes, I do have a potty mouth, and 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 if it does get too much for people, please let us know. Okay, it's truthfully, if you're like, man, I really like what you guys are doing, but you guys swear too much, or John swears too much. Nah, it's know, fine. Whatever it is, that's fine. But in the meantime, I really appreciate everyone that gave some insight when we did post it up on social media. And to all of you guys, I want to say, fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the history of Halloween. Now, listen. It is October. As, well, we're, we're actually recording this a little bit earlier um, than October. It's actually the end of September. So when you guys listen to this, it will be October. And that means that Halloween is coming up. It is my favorite holiday. It's it's just, I mean, it's dark. It's mysterious. Everyone gets to, you get to be something that you're normally not, you know? So Halloween or Halloween is a contraction of Hallow's Eve or Hallow's Evening, also known as All Halloween. All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Eve, or for the ladies, the Night of Minimal Clothing. Yeah, right. Which is fine, and we're not mad at that at all. Um, It's a celebration observed in several countries on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day. Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. Think about that, dude. That's crazy. Wow, really? Yeah. That kind of blows my mind. I figured Thanksgiving would be up there. No, no. You know, I would have thought... For uh, retail, for food, it probably is Thanksgiving, but for, for retail... 
they're saying that uh, I'm sorry, good. I would have said St. Patty's Day for all the drinking. I mean, the Again, bar's got to kill that's, it on that that's day. That's still considered a, a beverage. Where well, this is retail, it like says retail. commercial. commercial. Okay. Is, is, is food and beverage not considered commercial? No, that's okay. So the National Retail Federation, okay, which would be retail. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I see that claimed uh-huh. that in 2010, <laughs> consumers spent roughly 66.2 or point dollars and twenty eight cents per person, which would be a total of approximately five point eight. B- 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 billion dollars on That's Halloween costumes, cards, and candy. It begins the three-day ob- um, observance of All Hollow Tide, the time in the ceremonial year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, also known as Hallows. I didn't know that, and going into this, but the Hallows is um, that's what All Hallows Eve or Halloween. It comes well, from saints. Well, in the Catholic Church, it's, uh, during like um, during some points, they say, "In Hallowed be Thy name." So like, ah, which saints? Oh yeah, be holy. See, be it, it all comes yeah. together, dude. I'm telling you, this is like we we are a cornucopia of knowledge here. See, <laughs> um, martyrs and all the faithfully departed. Uh, it is widely believed that many Halloween traditions originated from ancient Celtic, and yes, Celtic is an okay way to say it. I think it's the right way to say it. Yeah, well, a lot of people say Celtic. Well, that's because a lot of people are wrong. Okay. <laughs> but ancient uh, Celtic harvest festivals, particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain. Now, if you guys have seen this word before, it looks like Samhain. And there's a band out there. There's like a hardcore band called Sam Hain. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like Sam Hain, but it's actually pronounced Samhain. So when you guys hear me saying that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, that such festivals may have had pagan roots and that Samhain itself was Christianized as Halloween by the early church. Some believe, however, that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. And uh, we're just going to move as far away from this whole religion thing as possible because, you know, we don't really like talking about that. Right, Jeff? Right, because right. that starts wars. I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at history. Yeah, yeah, see, Every time it, you talk about it, religion, shut it's, up. it's war. Shut yeah. the fuck up. War time. X-N-A on the yeah. Shut the fuck up. Origin A. <laughs> you don't believe what I believe in? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Halloween activities, as most of us know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you practice Halloween or whatever in some fashion. Um, and I know that it's different all over the world, which is really cool, and we'll get into that. Uh, as most of us know, include trick-or-treating, or the related guising or souling. Yeah, guising. A, guising. Yeah. Like disguising. It's the guising. <laughs> it's, the, it's the guys. The guising and souling. The super guys. It's the October 31st of guising. <laughs> so, of course, in trick-or-treating, it also includes like uh, attending Halloween costume parties, brutally murdering teenagers while wearing a mask, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns. And speaking of jack-o'-lanterns, by the way, that last thing was not true. I don't, hopefully people aren't murdering teenagers. Um, <laughs> but speaking of jack-o'-lanterns, uh, according to Irish legend, jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack who, because he tricked the devil several times, was forbidden entrance. Oh, good <laughs> for you! I knew that was coming. He was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. He was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. So he's just pretty Ooh. much fucking with everyone. So, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty cool. So that's where, you know, jack-o'-lantern came from. Also, uh, on Halloween, um, you know, sacrificing virgin. Sorry, Riley. Um, lighting bonfires, <laughs> apple bobbing, um, divination games, summoning demons from hell, playing pranks, visiting haunted attractions, telling scary stories, public executions, as well as watching horror films are all part of the Halloween festivities. By the way, public executions are not at least any more that we know of. I, I hope not. Jeez. Well, certain countries. And maybe. Yeah. I mean, hey, Halloween, hang them up. Um, <laughs> in many parts of the world, the Christian religious observances of All Hallows Eve, including attending church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead are they're very still they're still very popular 
although it is more of a commercial and non-religious celebration in uh, other areas. Well, see, I went to, um, and when I used to live in Wellington, there was a, a kid I knew I who was <laughs> What's that? Something's never changed. Never changed, Jeff. <laughs> Season <Nope>. two. <laughs> Still at it. <laughs> so there was this guy um, who was extremely religious family and so they didn't do trick-or-treating they didn't decorate their house they didn't do any of that stuff because it was seen as like you know pagan yeah so they got the paganism and right. so what they did is they went to church and then he went home and went to bed they're the ones that like pick it outside of walmart when the halloween costumes you know show up and they're like you're teaching your kids the devil way no, yeah, see, i don't know if they were that 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 stringent but i know that he just didn't go trick-or-treating and, and that's fine to. and listen to each their own that just means more candy for me or should i say my kids that i it, take it from yeah 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 eventually and listen all you parents out there know exactly what the what the fuck i'm talking about you know damn well oh it's that, all about the candy yeah when the kids what come home you're like dreams? edith i told you i can't build your candy house it will fall down the sun will melt the candy it won't work <laughs> so yes when you come home or when the kids come home from trick-or-treating first thing you do is you tell them well you have to check it to yeah. make sure that nobody, you know, is that it. why you guys did that? Absolutely, I mean, that's yes. like the oldest trick what? in the book. Yes, yes. I, you guys had me scared out of my mind that like there yeah, was actually no. going to be razor yes, blades see. in my candy. You apple. didn't realize that like all the Reese cups. I was like, oh no, those are all tainted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you had no Reese cups. Wow. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It all comes together now, doesn't yeah. it? It all comes. My life, so my whole life's been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so some Christians actually stopped eating meat on All Hallows Eve, a long-standing tradition of eating certain vegetarian foods on this particular day, including apples, potato pancakes, and and soul cakes. Potato pancakes. Dude, potato pancakes are great. On Halloween? It's their thing. I don't know. In I, Ireland. <laughs> it perhaps was in Ireland. Yeah, they like potatoes. They like their taters. Well, it's scary because they had the potato famine, right? So that's why they're... Well, they did. It's they like a long time, yeah. For a minute there, yeah. And there's a whole... Yeah. like it, uh, Anyway, yeah, it sucked. So that it, whole, it's remembering. And that was with the uh, the IRA and everything else back in the time. What? And no. I, I don't think the IRA was around in the potato family. I think that's a different thing. Actually, you should go and research. Is it the same thing? Are you sure? Yeah, it's some positive. Right Look at it right now. The IRA is from the 30s, I swear. And see if it's there. No, it's a long-standing thing that happened right before and during the whole thing. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is a soul cake? All right? So, it sounds, soul cake. It sounds like, you know, it, it, it sounds like something you go to get soul food someplace. What, what was it? Uh, coming to America, the soul gel or whatever? <laughs> Your soul yeah. glow. Soul cake. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it sounds like something that you would get, you know, at like a soul food restaurant or something, you know, but uh, actually a soul cake, also known as a soul mass cake, is a small round cake, which is traditionally made for all Hallows Eve, all Saints Day and all Souls Day to remember and show respect for the dead in the Christian tradition. Huh. The cakes took many different names and shapes, and in some areas they were just simple shortbread. Others, they uh, they would bake um, uh, like fruit tarts. And in some other regions made them just specifically out of rice flour. Generally, a soul cake was made with whatever grain the community had available. So the cakes, they 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 were symbolic, right? So often simply for, referred to as souls are given out to solars. And solars were mainly, um, you know, children and, and poor people that would go around from door to door during the days of All Hallow Tide. Singing and saying, saying the prayer for the souls of the givers and the friends. That's what they do. They go around. Okay, so this was basically trick or treating. This is back what, when exactly. So and that that's instead of candy, you got soul candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the practice in England dates to the medieval peri- period and was continued there until the 1930s by both Protestant and Catholic Christians in Sheffield and Cheshire. They're still rocking that shit. Like they still do it there, which I think is really awesome. That is cool. In Lancashire and northeast of England, soul cakes were known as heart cakes. 
So this is, um, <laughs> you know, obviously this is probably where trick-or-treating came from. And like you would give people something and it basically embodied or represented, you know, right. the soul. So right. I, I, that's pretty awesome, right? It is cool until like you get the one neighbor who's an asshole and puts laxatives in his cake dough, you know. Apples. And then you're running down the street cupping your butt because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah, it's on its way, man. Dude, I listen. <laughs> when I when when I was younger and we were going uh, trick-or-treating or whatever, we actually had a... Uh, a place panned out like that we would go around and we would take several costumes with us you had a game plan we had a game plan yeah uh, my best friend and and ellis and like all these different people and uh we'd go out and we we didn't have like a normal bag so we had a uh um uh, a pillowcase yeah so we used a pillowcase yep. and we weren't rich <laughs> by any <laughs> means so anyway we'd go out but we'd take several different um costumes with us yeah so we'd go around once then we'd go and change a costume go around again go around again dude oh i'm talking God. we had pillowcases full of candy and then of course my stepfather would steal it but anyway yeah that's just what happens so because protestant england did not believe in catholic saints the rituals traditionally associated with hollow Halloween or halloween became associated with guy fox night now this is actually kind of cool England declared November 5th Guy Fawkes Night to commemorate the capture and execution of Guy Fawkes, who conspired to blow up the parliament in 1605 in order to restore a Catholic king. So this dude was so devout that he tried to blow up parliament. This is the guy that um, they made the V for Vendetta mask based mm-hmm. off of. And this is not parliament of funk. You know, the godfather of it's not, funk. No, this that's, is, that's where it's totally, different. This yeah, is yeah. Parliament of England. And not the Parliament yeah. P-Funk smokes cigarettes. You know, no, not, not, not those. those parliaments either. Okay. This is actually the, the establishment where... The, just for you listeners out there that may be confused. Right, good. good. Yeah. Are you confused? No, 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 no. Okay. I just want to make sure we're, you know... Okay, on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. So now Mexico... Hi, Davy. <laughs> Hola, Davy. <laughs> Hola, Davy. Um, celebrates the Day of the Dead, which is Dias de los Muertos. Oh, we um, gotta ask him about that. Yeah, we should ask him about that on the Christian holidays, All Saints Day, which is November first, and All Souls Day, November second, instead of Halloween. The townspeople dress up like ghouls and parade down the street in honor of the dead. Because down there, from what I hear, and Davy could probably correct me on this or not, they celebrate death as opposed to us, where I feel like we don't really celebrate death. We yeah, they have day of was day that, of that, the dead that, or whatever. That's, 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 that's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's what Coco, the movie Coco. Yeah, right. so you've seen Coco? <laughs> Coco's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good Coco, movie. Yeah. And, it, and it's true, though. Like, we should be, you know, remembering our dead and, and cherishing them and, and not fearing it because you're supposed to be moving to a, to a different place where your yeah. soul goes. But, well, we mourn dead. Like, we, we think it's like a sad thing if someone dies. Right. Like, oh, it's so sad they're gone. But in a lot of other countries and, like, in cultures, death is, like, something that everyone looks forward they to. Celebrate. They celebrate. the dead. They're like, oh, yes, he's dead. Right. He's they moved celebrate on the, the life, life of that person as yeah. opposed to mourning the death of that person, which I think we should be doing a lot more here. Like, when I die, I want y'all to throw a party. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to be shot out my Chevelle. I want to be cremated and I want to be poured into the engine that I, you know, you know that, that engine, for so many years. That engine's not going to run after that. <laughs> I don't care. I want to go Dude, flying like, out the exhaust of that car. And that's that's my memory right there, boy. So Tang Chi or Tang Che um, or the Lantern Festival is one uh, Halloween. It's one Halloween festival in China. I've seen that. Have you? Yeah. Festival okay. of Lanterns. Yeah. 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 Lanterns shaped like dragons and other animals are hung around houses and streets to help guide the spirits back to their earthly homes. 
to honor their deceased loved ones, family members leave food and water by the portraits of their ancestors, which is kind of what I hear they do for Dias. At least according to Coco, they do that in Dias. <laughs> Coco is my primary yeah, source that, for that all is this information. We'll, we'll get Davey. I'll yeah. get Davey on an interview. We'll, we'll Skype it up and we'll have him come on the show. Right. We'll now, get that set up. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, whereas Halloween celebrations in Hong Kong are known as Yulan or the Festival of the Hungry Ghosts during which fires are lit and food and gifts are offered to uh, placate potentially angry ghosts who might be looking for revenge. <laughs> to me, that's absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? It's like, here, take this wonton. Yeah. D- don't kill me. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, I was going to do a really bad, like, yeah, Asian accent, but I don't think I could do it. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so anyway, like you're Russian yes, you one. can! You don't talk about the Russian accent, okay? You, 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 you know, Yuri? I, Is Yuri here? Yuri, hey, everybody. I hear. I, I, I love it. Riley. I love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Uh, Let's bring it back down. Okay. So today's Halloween costumes are thought to have been influenced by folk customs and beliefs from the Celtic-speaking countries, some of which are believed to have pagan roots. Jack Centino, a folklorist... Let me stop real quick with that. Can you imagine having that job? You're a folklorist? That's what you do. Awesome. I mean, like that. Tell be, stories. Yeah, you, you, or, or you, yeah, you dissect the stories and yeah. repeat them. You know, I, I don't know. That's kind of cool. He writes that there was, uh, there was throughout Ireland an uneasy truce existing between customs and beliefs associated with Christianity and those associated with religions that were Irish before Christianity arrived. Now, historian Nicholas Rogers, exploring the origins of Halloween, notes that while some folklorists, like the guy we we're just talking about have detected its origins in the Roman feast of Pomona. Now, if you guys look that up, that's actually kind of cool, and it seems like it does stem back a little bit. Um, who is the goddess of fruits and seeds, or in the festival of the dead, called Parentalia. It is more typically linked to the Celtic festival of Samhain, which we talked about earlier, which comes from the old Irish for summer's end. Samhain was the first and most important of the four quarter days in the medieval Gaelic calendar and was celebrated on October 31st through November 1st. So that, that whole span, those two days. Uh, in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. Isle of Man. Just a, bunch of, just a bunch of dudes hanging out. <laughs> yeah, Wilman, yeah. you can't come in here. Yes. This is the Isle of Man. <laughs> it's nothing but men. Look at my chest. A family festival was held <laughs> at the same time of year by Britannic Celts called uh, the Caelan Gaeth in Wales, uh, Caelan Guav in Cornwall, and Caelan Goyanov in Brittany, a name meaning first day of winter. So this was all like a transitional period for them. It was like you know, it was the end of uh, the, the summer and going into fall and or winter. So that's how they, you know, it's like the harvest moon and stuff like that. Neil Young's harvest moon? No. Oh, okay. Dude, I listen, not to piss anybody off out there, but I can't stand Neil Young. Dude, <laughs> I wish he would just never sing again. It, hey, hey. it reminds me of like if a cat were to be thrown <laughs> into a dryer is what it reminds me of. Just oh, uh, and no offense to anyone that likes him, I think he's an amazing songwriter. You made Moody really mad because he loves Neil Young. Does he? Well, Moody listen, is like Neil Young's biggest fan. I know for a fact that our, our 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 good friend is not a big fan of Moody's either. So you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he should be here soon. By the way, Isaiah. Yeah, we should he probably explain be. what's going on just so people. Dude, he's just got some beef no. going on, dude. It's so weird. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let me get past this part yeah, right here, and we'll yeah. talk about it. Um, where was I at? Uh, thus, the festival began on the evening before November 7th by modern reckoning, which is the half point between equinox and solstice. Samhain and Caelan Gaeth are mentioned in some of the earliest Irish and Welsh literature. Uh, the names have been used by historians to refer to Celtic Halloween costumes up until the 19th century and are still the Gaelic and Welsh names for Halloween. So think about that. Celtic like, Halloween customs, not costumes. 
that changes the meaning a lot. No, it was costumes. It says customs right here. No, you read it wrong. I don't think so. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It didn't work. Okay. You know what? Halloween Sorry. customs. There we go. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Damn it. Did you just change that in there? <laughs> yeah, I just... Did you? No, I didn't. It says oh. customs. <laughs> anyway, Halloween customs have been going along... Are out. They've been out there for a long time. So there's a Halloween in its purest form has been going around forever. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of cool. So... For those of us that don't speak Gaelic or have the attention spans of goldfish, Samhain was Break pretty much <laughs> Samhain was pretty much a festival that marked the beginning of winter in ancient Ireland, England, and Scotland. Like I said, it was seen as a transitional time when the boundary between this world and the other world thinned. Ooh. Oh, the connection. Now, I'm going to totally fuck this word up, but this meant that Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. It looks like East she. Ishi. 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 Oh, shit. Which is the spirits or fairies could more easily come into this world and were particularly active. Most scholars see the Aishi as degraded versions of ancient gods whose powers remained active in the people's minds after, even after they had been officially replaced by later religious beliefs. So the Aishi were both respected and feared with individuals often invoking the protection of God when approaching their dwellings. So for all you listeners out there, you thought Halloween was fun? Look at all the fucked up shit that <laughs> happened in these other countries back in the day. But if you notice something, it had it always has to do with... Um, it's got to do with the... The, the dead. The dead, yeah. The dead. <laughs> dead. Yeah, it does. And, and I think that's kind of cool because I still believe that, you know, if you look back on stuff, I mean, look at the Vikings and whatnot, man. When somebody would die, they gave them this huge, awesome funeral. You yeah, know, they like, had a big turkey leg in their like Send them out on a boat or whatever. Yeah. And then they'd have archers and go and they'd burn them at sea and like give them a, you know, a, a Viking goodbye. You know, here it's like <laughs> here we do the same thing, except they basically just go into a thing. And, a box and uh, then a hole in and, the ground. Yeah. Or burn. You know, which is yeah. just crazy. So um, at Samhain, it was believed that the spirits needed to be satisfied to make sure that the people and their livestock survived the winter. Kind of sounds like a um, like offerings. What do you what they call that? Uh, da, 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 when you killed somebody. A, a, da, 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 da. An offering when you killed somebody? Yes. Dude. A sacrifice? Yeah, Thank you. Sacrifice? If you were paying attention, I would have freaking... <laughs> I wouldn't have got that word to begin with. Jeff got it. So it's almost like sacrificing, but except yeah. you're, you're... You know what I mean? You're, you're offering. Yeah. So offerings of food and drink of portions or portions of their crops were left outside for the spirits. The souls of the dead were also said to revisit their homes seeking friendliness. So they were coming oh, back to hang out. They're like, yeah. hey, Bob, you miss me, bro. Nah, man, you're dead. <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah, that's what it is. Places were set at the dinner table and by the fire to welcome them, and the belief that the souls of the dead return home on one night of the year and must be appeased seems to have ancient origins and is found in many cultures throughout the world. In 19th century Ireland, like we said earlier, candles will be lit and prayers formally offered to the souls of the dead. After this, the eating, drinking, and games would commence. Nice. I think that's amazing. Did they have a soul cake eating contest? Maybe. Because that would be amazing. Maybe. I want to try a soul cake. I do too. I do. If anyone out there knows how to make soul cakes, um, either send us the recipe or just send us one. Just make sure it's not like laced with like fentanyl or anything. That'd be yeah, awesome. wrap it in like tinfoil or saran wrap. That way, you know, if we don't get to it right away, it we stays get, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's coming from. I don't have a moldy soul cake. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't either. think that would be very good. That sounds horrible. Ugh. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> Who knows? Throughout Ireland, 
In Britain, the household festivities included rituals and games intended to foretell one foretell one's future, especially regarding death and marriage. Death and marriage. Oh, that's not the same <laughs> yeah. song. Sorry. Apples and nuts were often used in these magic rituals. <laughs> nuts. They included <laughs> apple bobbing, nut roasting. <laughs> no. Scrying or mirror gazing, pouring melted lead or egg whites into water, dream interpretation, and others. So basically, they're that's that's they were throwing stuff in there because they'd say you'd see things and it would predict the future. So yeah, you could yeah. take like molten lead and throw it in water and whatever it could like dance to. around it and like. Yeah. like- Right. Hey, you're gonna die. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Um, so yeah, they would they would you know do all these things like that or whatever. So it was, it was kind of cool. Special bonfires were lit, and they were uh, there were rituals involving them. Their flames, smoke, and ashes were deemed to have protective and cleansing power, and uh, were also used for divination. You know, oh. to to speak to the divine gods. Mm. In some places, torches lit from the bonfire were carried sunwise around homes and fields to protect them. It is suggested that the fires were a kind of Im- imitative or sympathetic magic. Oh, sad magic. Aww. Aww. It's sad magic. What's happy magic? Have a soul cake. It'll make you feel better. Yeah, maybe. They mimic the sun, helping the powers of growth and holding back the decay and darkness of winter. In Scotland, these bonfires and divination games were banned by the church elders in some parishes. In See, Wales... they always got to ruin the fun, right? <laughs> we got this whole program set up church. and we're doing games, we're doing soul cakes, church. you know, we're kicking off lanterns. Just ruined it. Yeah. Damn Our it. friends are coming back to you know say hi and right. eat food with us, right? And, and then you got these assholes that are like, "This can't be done." <laughs> the elders have spoken. <laughs> there will be no more of this. There will be no bonfires unless all the women come with us. Do not have a good time. <laughs> There's none of that, sir. <laughs> yeah. In Wales, bonfires were lit to prevent the souls of the dead from falling to earth. Later, these bonfires served to help keep away the devil, kind of like how a pencil mustache keeps away women. Real quick. Can I ask a question here? Sure. Bonfires, right? It's always been that. I know a lot of people currently that say, say bomb, bomb, as in like you a smack bomb them, going off. You smack them immediately in their fucking mouth when they say that. Is that like, is that like a northern like no, it's state bonfire. thing? Bonfire. Because a-, a lot of people say bomb fires. Okay, for all of those people out here who are listening right now, and I don't mean to, you know, criticize or whatever. It's like a pillow milk thing right no that's a that's a that's a that's an accent that's an accent that's a dialect yeah that's like a dialect fire is just people being stupid yeah i think that's just (laughs) ignorance it's actually (laughs) bonfire and that's b-o-n-f-i-r-e bonfire right if you when you say when people say bomb fire to me, I immediately want to end the conversation. Right. Like I just don't even want to talk. It to happens anymore. all the time though. I like, know. I know. Like, it people does. tell me all the time, like, oh man, we had like a bunch of beer, we were having a bomb fire, and I was just like <laughs> That sounds uh, dangerous. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just igniting a bunch of bombs. You probably shouldn't but, put bombs in a fire, man. <laughs> do you think they're saying bomb because it's cool? You know, like that's the bomb. You know, like bomb no, fire. No, I think they're just ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. And no offense to anyone that says it out there, but now you've learned. And yeah, if the you more say you it, know. If you say it. Just stop. Yeah, just, just don't just say, stop. don't say bomb fire. It's, it's bond. Okay. So from at least the 16th century, the festival included mumming and guising in Ireland, Scotland, <laughs> <Guising>. and, <laughs> guys. Scotland and the Isle of Man and Wales. This involved people going house to house in costume or in disguise, usually reciting verses or songs in exchange for food. So trick or treat, smell my feet, yeah. give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll just eat my underwear. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Is it? Uh, Pretty much. I think so. Something like that. But why would you want to eat your own underwear? Well, sometimes you got to race. 
You gotta really threaten them to get that candy, you know? Uh, oh man! So it may have originally um, been a tradition where there this there's a gnat in here, and if I don't know if you guys can see me up here, but I'm gonna fucking freak out in about two seconds. Anyway. <laughs> Did you get it? I feel better. Oh, okay, thank you. Good, good, good. So it may have originally been a tradition whereby people impersonated the Oshi. Or ah, the, see. Oshi. 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 Or the souls of the dead and received offerings on their behalf, similar to the customs of souling. Impersonating, the, impersonating these beings or wearing a disguise was also believed to protect oneself from them. Costumes. So, so Right. So you'd blend in with them because they came back and you're, you know, if you're dressed like a ghoul, they're not going to fuck with you, right? <laughs> Ghouls. <laughs> Ghouls. It is suggested that the mummers and geysers personify the old spirits of the winter who demanded reward in exchange for good fortune. Oh. Yeah. In parts of Southern Ireland, the geysers included a hobby horse. A hobby horse? Is I that like a the one you were the little kids riding? Like, yeah. you've seen all the scary movies in the attic, yeah. and it's moving by itself. Like, yeah, yeah, Ireland, you kind of fell short on that one. That's no offense. a hobby horse. A hobby, a hobby. We horse. used to call it a rocking horse. The same thing. Here in America, <laughs> Mark. Where, where we had potatoes, <laughs> so we didn't have to eat potato pancakes. Hey, I'm part Irish, so you can't be talking well, like good that. Good for you. Right, I had plenty saying. of potatoes. Yeah, I like potatoes. I bet you're jealous. I don't like vodka though. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> a man dressed as Lair Bon, which is the white mare, led youths house to house and youths, kids. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Youths is weird. That's a weird word for me to say. We house to house. <laughs> Big boobs on an Asian. Um, <laughs> so house to house reciting verses, some of which had pagan overtones in exchange for food. If the household donated food, it could expect good fortune from the Mokola. All these come back to food. Yeah, dude, I'm it's telling like, you. Hey, man, your bro died. He's coming back to visit you. But forget it, because we're going to have food. Right. We're going to have soul cakes. But I think that's, I think back then, and, and I still think it kind of holds true to this day, I think that, like, you know how they always say that the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach? Well, look at Thanksgiving and uh, I, Christmas. We do turkey. We do hams. I think food is a very, very, first of all, it's, Easter. you have to have it. It is a yeah. an important thing. It's like breathing. Like, you have to have it. It's just sustenance of life. And what's cool about it, and, and, uh, aside from, this is my own interpretation of this, air is around us right food we actually either have to kill on our own grow on our own or make on our own right so i feel like it's way more personal i don't know just my just my two cents you know what i mean if you don't like what i say you know go fuck a dog i don't care this is true right so in scotland kids went house to house with masks uh you know painted or blackened faces yeah <laughs> little bastards <laughs> we don't do that anymore um often threatening <laughs> to do mischief if they were not welcome so basically you know Trick or treat. That's yeah. where it comes from right there. F. Mary and McNeil suggest the ancient festival included people in costume representing the spirits and that the faces were marked or blackened <laughs> with ashes taken from the sacred bonfire. Bon. The bonfire? Bon. Fire. Bon. Yeah, that fire was bomb. <laughs> that bomb dust. That's a bomb fire, bro. <laughs> in parts of Wales, men went about dressed as fearsome beings called Gwarchad. Uh, in the late 19th and early 20th century, young people in Glamorgan and Orkney cross-dressed. Oh, that's progressive. That's yeah. scary. And, it, and that, that's, that's, I think about that, <laughs> yeah, though. Well. Like, you know, like, that's, I mean, no offense. I mean, listen, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in the, it seems kind of, yeah, progressive for, yeah, for late 19th, 19th and century. early 20th century. Yeah, like, it's... I can't even do it. I don't know how that dude does that. So listen, we are uh, going to take a quick break. But in the meantime, we actually have a new segment that we're going to be kicking off here in two, 
2021, even though we're at the end of 2019. Oh, and here he is now. So we actually have... Hold on, buddy. We'll be right there. I'll get it. We're actually going to be doing Isaiah... And the Midnight... The Midnight Riders. The Midnight Riders. Yeah. So basically, it's going to be our little... He's got a band. Yeah, and, this uh, will be interesting to right, see. Right. Does he actually have a band with him right now, or is he just playing over something? Uh, let's see. What does he got? Hey, guys. We'll be with you in a minute. He's got... Oh, there's like four people. We'll be right with you. Let's let, let's take a break. We'll get set up. Yeah, we're, we're live, by the way. Oh, Jesus. All right. That dude. All right. So anyway, <laughs> we have a new gonna segment. It's going to be... Um, it's Isaiah... And the Midnight Riders, right? He's yeah, got a band yeah. now. And if you guys don't know who Isaiah is, he's a crotchety, weird, old hillbilly dude. And he uh, he's he's awesome. He's pretty fun. I'm pretty sure it's Riley's uncle, which means he's my uncle, too. So I don't know how that works. But we are hillbillies, so maybe he's my dad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't even know anymore. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back. And in the meantime, we're going to let you guys rock out to a little bit of Isaiah and the Midnight Riders. I think I'm good to go, fellas. You guys ready for some, some rock and roll here over there? Isaiah and the Midnight Riders. Go ahead and kick it up, boys. This one's about Halloween. And so when I was a little baby, we didn't have much money, you know. And then we came out and we was like, Mama, what can I do? And she went and she grabbed a sheet off the bed and she cut a couple of holes in it. Except that's totally not where they're supposed to be. They were like, one was on my ear, you know. But out there, I was like, let's go get some candy, you know. But we we, we lived down there in that out there holler, and it, 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 there ain't a whole lot of candy down there, you know what I mean? Like, so the next thing you know, we were going down there, and old John Morgan come down the street, and he was ready to go, and he was dressed up like a, like, I don't know what it was. It, it kind it, it was offensive is what it was, and I don't really want to say what it was, but it was offensive. Anyway, so we went down there, and we went up to old man, old man Hawkins' house. He was about, I don't know, 15, 20, 20 clicks down the, the holler down there, and we went over there, and we was like, hey, Mr. Hawkins, and he hated it. The end. All right, woo! Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, kindly. I hope you like the the Midnight Riders. They're good boys back there, ain't they? They're good. They're, they're good. not bad. They're, they're actually talented musicians. There's interesting uh, lyrics there. Well, it's it's supposed to be a spoken word. Gotcha. You know, because I feel it comes from the heart, Jeff. You I, know? I felt it, yeah. That's for feel, sure. And I feel like in this holiday season, yeah, it's got to be from the heart. Very so good. That's what I do. So thank you, fellas, for having me, and we'll be back. Uh, uh, we're doing another set later, ain't we? Are we doing another set? We, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get you in a little bit. Why don't you guys go outside for a little while? There's okay. some uh, beer out okay. there, and uh, all right. Well, thank you, fellas, yeah, for having me. Yeah, us, we'll man. call you back thank in. Thank you, fellas. I appreciated it. All right, thanks. What in the hell? Okay. What was that? Well, it was a song apparently about uh, going up a hill and making a costume out of a bed sheet and. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, well. I mean, I, I, that's Isaiah, folks. We got to start somewhere, guys. I right. Mean, yeah. You know. Well, you know, the music was good, though. It was. I, they I thought were the music, talented. I thought the music was good. I feel like they were very talented. The one t- guy was kind of, he kind of gave like a strange look, though. You know what I mean? He's like staring at us the whole time he's yeah. playing his guitar. Like, yeah. That was kind of weird. weird. But, but uh, then again, know. who knows? He could have been on something or whatever. That's true. But anyway, so that was Isaiah and the Midnight Riders, right? That's yeah, going to yeah. be part of the... Uh, Look out for them, folks. The I'm, new I'm season. sure they'll be playing at the Winchester or yeah, you know, the Tap that, House that, be great? at some point. That'd here be soon. awesome. Yeah. 
And who knows? They may actually make it huge. And if they did, it happened here first at the Midnight Train Podcast. And you know, it's never too late. I know Isaiah's up there in age. He's old. But I mean, he is old. If you got the talent, which yeah. clearly he does, yeah, right? He, he's, Absolutely, so. he does. Oh, God. Good stuff. <laughs> all right. So back on to Halloween, my favorite holiday of all time. Like Christmas is cool. It was a lot cooler when I was younger, you know. But now it, it lost its, its it lost its flavor. Its momentum. Yeah, when you get up when you have to buy your own presents. Right, right. <laughs> Spoilers for any kids listening. Yeah. Any children that are found their way to first this of podcast. All, yeah. First of all, if you have any children listen to this, you're a horrible fucking parent. <laughs> Second of yeah, all, they made it past the intro. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, so now elsewhere in Europe, mumming and hobby horses were part of the yearly festivals like we talked about. However, in the Celtic-speaking regions, they were particularly appropriate to a night upon which supernatural beings were said to be abroad and could be imitated or warded off by human wanderers. Devil's night. Fire it right? up! Fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! From at least the 18th century, imitating malignant spirits led to playing pranks in Ireland and the Scottish Highlands wearing costumes and playing pranks at Halloween spread to England in the 20th century. But see, folks, this is where things have gone wrong, in my opinion. So, back in the day, all these stories he's telling, from way back when, everybody played pranks. You do that now, you end up in jail, somebody gets killed, or somebody takes it too far. Well, that's the problem. We lost the magic. Yeah. We lost the spirit of Halloween. Because they were probably innocent pranks, too. You know what yeah, I mean? They I mean were it's like, like a soul cake with a yeah. block of C4 in it, oh, you know? Look. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, they had to go and root it for us. <laughs> going to an extreme. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's too bad. So, traditionally, pranksters used hollowed out turnips or mangle wurzers, often carved with grotesque faces, or were used to ward off evil spirits. They were common in parts of Ireland and the Scottish Highlands in the 19th century, as well as in Somerset, which is Punky Night. It's a thing they do there. Yeah. In the 20th century, they spread to other parts of England and became generally known as jack-o'-lanterns. So they initially started off as turnips. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why not? There's probably tons of them. I'm I mean, sure they're they probably like an abundance of turnips. <laughs> Seamus, what are we going to do with these turnips? <laughs> I don't know. Does Halloween. that work? Does that work? <laughs> Halloween's around the corner. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's carve them. <laughs> so Leslie Benetine and Cindy Ott both, Cindy Ott, both write that an uh, Anglican colonists in the southern United States and Catholic colonists in Maryland recognized All Hallows' Eve in their church calendars. Although the Puritans of New England maintained strong opposition to the holiday, along with other traditional celebrations of the established church, including Christmas. Those bastards. Yeah. Always trying to stifle in a good time. Almanacs of the late 18th and early 19th century give no indication that Halloween was widely celebrated in North America. It was not until mass Irish and Scottish immigration in the 19th century that Halloween became a major holiday in North America. You're welcome, uh, fucking America. See? It's the Scottish and the Irish. We brought it over with us. Because we had an abundance of potatoes. Right. No, turnips. And turnips. <laughs> and turnips. <laughs> Confined to the immigrant communities during the mid-19th century, it was gradually assimilated into mainstream society, and by the first decade of the 20th century, it was being celebrated coast-to-coast coast by people of all social, racial, and religious backgrounds. In Cajun areas, a nocturnal mass was set, uh, set in cemeteries on Halloween night. Candles that had been blessed were placed on graves, and families sometimes spent the entire night at the gravesite. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Weirdos. they still do that down in New Orleans, don't they? Don't they have that uh, that that dead, the Day of the Dead down there kind of too, right? Well, if they do, that's just pretty pretty weird. <laughs> I don't think I would like. They go my... through the cemeteries and stuff. There's like a whole like uh, it's a parade that goes through. But that's like 
that's like okay so you go to your wife and you're like you know what hon grab the kids get the dogs we're gonna go sit in the graveyard and spend the night and tell stories and eat soul cakes and you soul know till, till the sun comes up yeah now, the yearly New York Halloween parade began in uh, 1974 by puppeteer and mask maker Ralph Lee of Greenwich Village. Now we're talking. Yeah, we're getting. We're getting. I'm all about puppets, man. Yeah, we what? know this. What? You know, Labyrinth oh, you like Puppet Master and, and Dark all that? Crystal yeah, so and all weird. that. Jim Henson is Do you have god. A fetish? No, I don't. But you have, like, Jim Henson hand god. thing at home. It's awesome. It's better than CGI crap. Well, Let's be real. I don't know about all that. Well, um, beg to differ, my friend. Beg okay. to differ. Um, so in, it's the world's largest Halloween parade in one of America's only major nighttime parades, along with Portland's Starlight Parade, attracting more than 60,000 costumed participants, 2 million spectators, and a worldwide television audience of over 100 million motherfuckers. Because people are lazy and they have to sit in front of the TV and watch it instead of attending it. It's in New York. So get in a car and go. What if you live in, I don't know, California? drive it's a long drive (laughs) so development of artifacts and symbols associated with halloween formed over time of course jack-o'-lanterns are traditionally carried by the geysers on all hallows eve in order to frighten evil spirits there is a popular irish christian folk tale associated with the jack-o'-lantern like i said before it's in uh it's said to present a soul who has been denied entry into both heaven and hell we talked about jack earlier right yes right he's the guy he's like no you can't go here um (laughs) So, you know, it basically just goes a little bit further into this whole thing. A uh, So after a life of sin, drink, and mendacity, Jack has refused entry to heaven when he dies. Keeping his promise, the devil refuses to let Jack into hell and throws a live coal straight from the fires of hell at him. It was a cold night, so Jack places the coal in a hollowed-out turnip. Uh-huh, there's those turnips again. To stop it from going out, since which... Since at this time, Jack and his lantern have been roaming looking for a place to rest. Okay, so wait, real quick. Yeah. How come there's no more turnips? I mean, you really don't see it. They're not really in a lot of food. They're not, like, talked about. First, Farmers don't really grow them anymore. First of all, it's turnip. Turnip. And it's turnip. Turnip. Not turn up. Turn up for what? <laughs> what? <laughs> turn up for what? Bing, 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 bing. Turn up. No, really, I, I guess people don't really eat turnips a whole lot anymore. You, you can still ever had buy one? them. Yeah, I've had them before. What's it taste like? I'm a hillbilly, of course. I've never have. had one. Um, it's it's not. I don't like them personally. They're uh, it's, it's like almost, an onion almost. Kind of. It's almost like a ah uh, oh, yeah yeah. We'll just go with onion. It'll make it easier. Yeah yeah. It's not very good. Uh, at least not to eat just straight up. I mean, like you don't go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, we got fresh turnip salad, and if you want to have some, <laughs> it's like a radish. Okay. Well, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a radish. Well, yeah. How the hell are you going to carve that? It's bigger than that, right? I guess turnips back then were bigger. I okay. Dude, I don't know. Everything was bigger back then. If you're out there listening, I know you're lost like me. Let's just follow <laughs> along. In Ireland, Scotland, the turnip has traditionally been carved during Halloween, but immigrants to North America use the native pumpkin, which is both much softer and pumpkin. much larger. That's another one. Have you heard people say pumpkin? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah, it's pumpkin. I had an art teacher in high school. She's like, now they're going to decorate pumpkins. Right, it's like, like if you guys ever want to remember how to say or spell or it, pumpkin. Just remember what is a hillbilly's favorite vegetable? Pumpkin. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Not so loud. Isaiah's outside. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's the one that told me that joke. And Chainsaw's listening too, so no, keep it yeah. down. Sorry, Chainsaw. Um, so obviously it made it easier to carve than a turnip. So obviously, so turnips must have been smaller then. Okay? Yeah, yeah. The American tradition of carving pumpkins is recorded in 1837 was originally associated with harvest time in general, not becoming specifically associated with Halloween until the mid to late 19th century. 
The modern imagery of Halloween comes from many sources. These would include Christian eschatology. What is that word, Riley? Eschatology or eschatology. And what is that? Milk. (laughs) 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 Um, National customs and works of Gothic literature like Frankenstein and Frankenstein and Dracula. Um, Dracula, obviously, or the later works of horror and science fiction novelists like H.P. Lovecraft. I, I love crap. H.P. <laughs> <laughs> Lovecraft, Isaac Asimov, Clive Barker, and our boy Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rich. The influence of films over the past century is equally strong and felt through classic horror films. Uh, like Frankenstein and the Mummy, and also a rich canon of films that came after the Second World War, like Poltergeist, uh, The Exorcist, Night of the Living Dead, Rosemary's Baby, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Imagery of the Skull, a reference to Golgotha in the Christian tradition, serves as a reminder of death. Gozar the Gozarian. No, it's Golgotha. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. You're kind of there. Yeah, yeah. A reminder of death and transitory quality of human life and is consequently found in memento mori and vanitas compositions. Skulls have therefore been commonplace in Halloween, which touches on this theme. Traditionally, the back walls of churches are decorated with a depiction of the last judgment, complete with graves opening and the dead rising, with heaven filled with angels and a hell filled with devils. A motif that has uh, permeated the observance of this tritium. Tritium? I guess that's a word, whatever. One of the earliest works on the subject of Halloween is from Scottish poet John Mayne. It's not John Wayne. John Mayer? Or John, maybe it's John Wayne and John Mayer had a baby. Your body is a soul cake. <laughs> God. Who in the 17, in 1780 made note of pranks at Halloween. Um, pranks again, see? God. He quote, he says, what fearful pranks ensue. <laughs> fearful, I didn't even know that was a word. As well as the supernatural associated with the night. Uh, bogeys, which are also known as ghosts, influencing Robert Burns' Halloween in 1785. Elements of the autumn season, such as pumpkins, corn husks, and scarecrows, are also prevalent. And uh, homes are often decorated with these types of symbols around Halloween. Halloween imagery includes the themes of death, evil, and mythical monsters. Black, orange, and sometimes purple are Halloween's traditional colors. So I don't understand purple in that. Is, it, is, is I understand black because black is like the evil color. I understand orange because of pumpkins and shit, whatever. But purple? Well, purple is a, I, I guess, a dreary, dark color, right? Well, it's... it's I mean, in, it's kind of like when sun is just setting, you get that purplish... Well, in most pagan like religions, dusk. aren't uh, isn't purple like the, the color of magic? Isn't that what purple is? No, you're thinking of rain. <laughs> purple rain, purple rain. Sorry, I love Prince. If you guys don't like Prince... There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Jog on. All right, so let's get in to trick or fucking treating. Ooh. All right, so let's find out where this came from. So trick or treating is a customary celebration for children on Halloween. Children go in, they go in their costumes from house to house, asking for treats such as candy or sometimes money with the question. <laughs> <laughs> trick or treat or money. <laughs> trick or treat, y'all got five bucks? Anyone got five bucks? But it does happen, and parents oh, out yeah. there, you'll you'll contest that there's sometimes where they run out of candy, and they're like, oh, fuck it, here's some quarters, kids, yeah. don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> the word trick implies a threat to perform mischief on the homeowners or their property if no treat is mischief. given. Again, 
pranks. Yeah, that's what. That's what. It was, we don't this, prank anymore. This though. was all stem. Well, you know who fucked that up? That fucking numbskull on fucking uh, the, 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 the MTV show. What is his name? The guy Ashton on- Kutcher. Yes, Ashton Kutcher. He fucked it up. Or he- did did soccer moms? Screw it all up for soccer mom. Screwed up because they're like, we need to trick or treat at six thirty p.m. to <laughs> seven o'clock, only for a half an hour, and only while the sun is out. My children will not walk in the dark by themselves. <laughs> and that's what ruined Halloween, if ladies I and gentlemen. I can't go with him. He's not going. Exactly. Jimmy, do not eat that. The apple is fine. And then she's got a ten-year-old daughter who's dressed like a slutty cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Oh man, you, you, you tell us more, Jeff. Tell us how you really feel. You know, in this in this episode of Jeff hates everyone. Yeah. Well, it all started today when I was going to this store to get my purple haze. By the way, talking purple, <laughs> my bang drink, and uh, you know, I went to grab it, and there's pumpkin spice energy drink, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. what jacked up ass hat has to drink a pumpkin spice? <laughs> energy drink you know what i mean <laughs> Dude, like, he's like bro have you had your pumpkin spice today it's full of creatine I, i'm just done with it i'm done Did with he it. actually talk like that yeah absolutely at friendship kitchen man i've seen crazy. it i've seen it he actually talks like that so um the practice is said to have roots in the medieval practice of mumming which is closely related to souling john pym writes that many of the feast days associated with the presentation of mumming plays excuse me Mumming plays were celebrated by the Christian church. These feast days included All Hallows' Eve, Christmas, Twelfth Night, and Ooh. Shrove Tuesday. Shrove Tuesday. <laughs> I feel at this point you're just making up <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, what's tomorrow? It's Burger Friday. Hey, <laughs> hey man, uh, you doing anything for Shrove Tuesday? No, just hanging up some shroves. Oh, really? We're cooking turnips at nice. my house. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'll be there. Turn up! <laughs> Mumming practiced in Germany. Uh, Scandinavia and other parts of Europe in, uh, it involved masked persons, masked peoples in fancy dress who paraded the streets and entered houses to dance or play dice in silence of the lambs. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> yeah, that last part is not true at all. So, But, but, but think about this. They paraded in, in the streets and entered houses to dance or play dice. Yeah. Again, who ruined that? Yeah, but, but I don't want some... Jacked up kids on fucking whatever on soul cake coming to my house unannounced. My kids are not allowed to go into a stranger's (laughs) house and play with dice. In England, from the medieval period up until the 1930s, people practiced the Christian custom of souling on Halloween, which involved groups of soulers, like we talked about earlier, both Protestant and Catholic, going from parish to parish, begging the rich for soul cake. Bring out your soul cake, sir. May I have another? Oh, please, sir. The soul cakes are so good. I love them. Thank you. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Ugh. Sorry. I got a little little off topic there. I got a boner. (laughs) In exchange for praying for the souls of the givers and their friends. In the Philippines, the practice of souling is called, holy shit, this word, panga. <laughs> it is pangagalua. Pang, panga. I think it's pangea. Nope. Pangagalua. 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 I got it. Yeah. Pangangalua. Pangagalua. Pangangalua. Pang- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is, right? Pangagalua. In the, it's in the Philippines, so that's how it's yeah. said, you know? It's, it's, uh, and it's <laughs> practiced on All Hallows' Eve among children in rural areas. 
Um, people draped themselves in white claws to represent souls. Did you and say white claws? White claw, not white claws. Thank God, because I was going to go off there for a second. <laughs> white claws. Mm. That goes out it's to... It's like uh, low calories and I can get wasted. That goes out to uh, Heather and Ray, if you guys happen to be listening. The, the white girls. What's up? <laughs> How come Vietnamese children can... Vietnamese... Whatever. The, you mean the Philippines? Filipino, yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah, well, kind of an entirely different area. It's close enough. How come, how come those kids can drink themselves? Send all comments <laughs> to Riley at the Midnight Train Podcast. No, just kidding. How come those kids can drape themselves in white cloths and it's cool, but if I drape myself in white cloth, I get arrested for a Very hate easy. Crime? You want to know why? Why is that? <laughs> that's exactly why. All right, in Scotland and Ireland, guising. Guys. Um, so children disguised in costume going from door to door for food or coins. Again, it's either food, it's, it's snacks or money. What the fuck? You see what we've been teaching our kids yeah. this whole time? is a traditional Halloween custom and is recorded in Scotland at Halloween in 1895 where masqueraders in disguise carrying lanterns made out of scooped out turnips. Again, with the turnips. Man, I wish I was in the turnip business back then. Actually, dude, you'd be making you some know? loot. Yeah. But it's probably because no one else wanted them. Um, they, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Because they're turnips. <laughs> yeah. It's like a I'll beat. trade you this turnip cookie yeah. for a chocolate chip <laughs> one. <laughs> no. Uh, they would visit homes to be rewarded with cakes, fruit, and money. Again, money. The practice of guising in Halloween in North America is first recorded in 1911, where a newspaper in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, reported children going guising around the neighborhood. Hey, take off your geysers. <laughs> <laughs> Canada reported children going guising. Uh, I just said the whole thing. Uh, American historian, <laughs> you got me all fucked up. American historian and author Ruth Edna Kelly of Massachusetts wrote the first book-length history of Halloween in the U.S., the Book of Halloween. Oh. Every time I see that, it's Halloween in 1919, and references souling in the chapter. Um, uh, Way to capitalize on hol- on a holiday, yeah. like off the rip. Halloween in America. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm going to make mad money. Here's a book. <laughs> I'm tired of eating turnips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in her book, Kelly touches on customs that arrive from across the Atlantic. Americans have fostered them and are making this an occasion something like what it must have been in its best days overseas. All Halloween customs in the United States are borrowed directly or adapted from those of other countries. Oh, wait a minute. Do you mean that? Yep. Do you mean that the Americans or the, that America itself or North America or whatever that we just adapted other people's beliefs and customs it almost sounds like that is so that, if is that like, what happened if you kind of i mean it's kind of sum a thing. all these up it's like a melting pot yeah, of sorts yeah, yeah but i'm saying like that's 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 our motto it's like oh hey i really like what you're doing mine mine, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. mine. <laughs> fuck off it's mine yeah, yeah. then we make it better though because we don't use turnips we use pumpkin right 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 that's true well the first reference of guising in north america because <laughs> halloween appears place unknown in 1915 with a third reference in chicago in 1920 so they start catching on in like the major cities Dude, there's a guy in chicago and like it's halloween night <laughs> and he's running through an alley and he's like Pangangalua! <laughs> and everyone's like everybody ducks down like they're gonna get shot like oh god Hey, step right up, ladies and gentlemen. This is happening overseas, and you know the miles ahead of us. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some turnips, and we're going to carve a hole in them. Wait, wait. That doesn't make any sense. Ah, shut up, bitch. Say, you want some soul cakes? <laughs> hey, guys. We got, uh, we got your soul cakes over here. That's just a, that's just a cookie. Now it's a soul cake. Come here, yeah, guys. Uh. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the train's starting to derail, man. <laughs> oh, geez. So the thousands of Halloween postcards produced between the turn of the uh, 20th century and the 1920s commonly show children, but not trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating does not seem to have become a widespread practice until the 1930s, with the first U.S. appearances of the term in 1934 and the first use in a national publication occurring in 1939. A popular variant of trick-or-treating, and this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of fucked up, not gonna lie, known as trunk or treating, not trump or treating for okay, all of you, okay. you know, left or right wingers out there, um, or Halloween tailgating occurs when children are offered treats from the trunks of cars parked in a church parking lot. I mean, what could go wrong? That sounds okay, I could see them getting away with that back then, like in the in the thirties, late thirties, early forties. I could see that. Now no. I'm not going to let my kids <laughs> trick-or-treat in a tailgate party. Pass me that white claw. I'm thirsty. Um, There's a Rob Bass mixtape in his backseat. I'm not doing it. Where did you get that pumpkin spice <laughs> air freshener? In a uh, trunk or treat event, the trunk of each automobile is decorated with a certain theme, such as those of children's literatures, movies, scripture, and job roles. Trunk or treating has grown in popularity due to its perception as being more safe than going door to door. How in the fuck is it more safe? <laughs> I a guess because it's more, it's less room, or you can't like go in. Well, you could go into a trunk, but like you're surrounded by people. <laughs> Billy, it's, it's like a smaller area. Billy, reach in the back. <laughs> That's your favorite soul kick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you too, little guy says. <laughs> Bye, Billy. <laughs> He slams the trunk. He's like, bang, bang, galua. <laughs> Gets in the car and starts it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus. As well as the fact that if the souls are, or, or that it solves the rural conundrum in which homes are built a half a mile apart. So basically, like if you live out in a rural area, yeah. instead of like, oh, I'm just going to go down to old man Thompson's house like seven times. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, no, we're going to go down to the church and everyone pops their trunk and well you think church you correlated to safe house to right. like you know like so maybe unless something. you're an eight-year-old boy <laughs> <laughs> again that's riley at the midnight train podcast and folks may i remind you that he's up for bid for a date for halloween so any of you out there that don't let the local priest know <laughs> yeah. oh man Halloween costumes are traditionally modeled after supernatural figures such as vampires, monsters, goose, skele- ghosts, <laughs> ghosts, skeletons, witches, and devils. Over time, in the United States, the costume selection extended to include popular char- uh, characters from fiction, celebrities, such as Kim Kardashian, right, and generic Snooki. archetypes such as ninjas and princesses. Snooky, 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 smash, smash. <laughs> Dressing up in costumes and going guising was prevalent in Scotland and Ireland at Halloween by the late 19th century, like we talked about before. It's can we call term. it guising from now on? Can Guys, we just yes. do that? Like from here on out, can We're the going three of us? guising. Yeah. Can yes. we just be like, We're, We're guising. Going. Yes. Eddie J. Smith in his book, Halloween. Oh, so he wrote a book too? Yeah. Yeah. It says, Hallowed is thy name. Okay. Offers a religious perspective to the wearing of costumes on All Hallows Eve. He's capitalizing sons of bitches, I swear. But this is what Riley was kind of talking about earlier. Suggesting that by dressing up as creatures who at one time caused us to fear and tremble, people are able to poke fun at Satan. <laughs> whose kingdom has been plundered by our savior. Images of skeletons and the dead are traditional decorations, as we talked about before. So, um, trick-or-treat for UNICEF. 
So this is okay. an actual thing. Actual thing. <laughs> so um, is a fundraising program to support UNICEF, which is the United Nations program that provides humanitarian aid to children in developing countries. So God, get the fuck out of here. Like, so just trick or treat. So third world concept. Well, well, listen. So it started as a local event in Northeast Philadelphia on in, in a neighborhood in 1950 and expanded nationally in 1952. The program involves the distribution of small boxes by schools or, you know, now like Hallmark does it or whatever. Uh, to trick-or-treaters in which they can solicit small change donations from house, the houses they visit. It is estimated that children have collected more than $118 million for UNICEF of course they have. since its inception. Well, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. These kids are going around getting fucking free candy, and they'd be like, hey, you know what? You got a couple cents to throw in here? You well, know? everything's a goddamn monopoly, though. It is. Like, it it, it starts off with turnips and, like, good intentions. Monopoly. And next thing you know, everybody's capitalizing on it. They're selling books. They're making Children money. Children are getting money. Now you got UNICEF. <laughs> I know. These poor kids are getting money. Yeah, food <laughs> for that. the poor folks. You really yeah. think Fuck the that. kids are getting that money? No, it's, going, do, it's going to like some offshore account. Absolutely. Yeah, I had is. to do the research to see what their percentages is. And like, that's the thing, too. Listen, if you're out there listening, folks, and you're donating to anything, make sure you are researching the percentages of what actually go out. I'll tell you right now, 100% of your donations go to us. If you Correct. donate to the Midnight Train Ooh. podcast, that's, that is a very There valid is no point. offshore account. There is not. We can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> so, haunted attractions are entertainment venues designed to thrill and scare patrons. Most attractions are seasonal Halloween businesses that may include haunted houses, corn mazes, and hayrides. And the level of sophistication of the effects has risen as the industry has grown. The first recorded purpose-built haunted attraction was the Orton and Spooner Ghost House. Hey, real quick, <laughs> uh, Riley, can you call Isaiah in here? Hey, hey uh, Isaiah! Wait, for what? Yeah, he's... For what? Isaiah, come in here real quick. Do, do you hear him? He's, he's right outside. Oh, he's waiting for the next Yeah, bit. I just want to ask him a real quick question. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Isaiah, come here for a minute. Isaiah, he wants to ask you a question. Hey, just, uh, yeah. Isaiah. You can use my microphone. It's fine. Yeah, hey, 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 what's going on there, yeah, I got a question for you. Okay. Have you owned or run a corn maze in your life? But that's a particular question. I'm not sure if I'm ready to answer. Well, I know you come from the deep south there, and you have a lot yes, of sir. land. Yes, sir. Have you ever turned your land into a corn maze for children to, you know, run around and get lost in? And have you charged them money? Now, listen, there was a particular time, and I don't want to get too far in depth with it because we're still under investigation. Okay. But maybe. Okay. One child is still missing. Well, that's not good. No, well, listen, when you have 900 acres and you're, you're shoving a little four-year-old little son bitch down through there and he's running around. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. We're, not, we'll no, call but, you in but, a little no, bit. No, no, we'll call you in a little bit. All right. Thank, Damn it, thank Isaiah. Thank you, Isaiah. Everybody, oh that, that's God. Isaiah. All right, folks, let me know when you need me. All right. I'll be outside. We'll get you in a little bit. What thank the, you. What, he's just... I just had to know. You know, because if anybody, <sighs> he would be the type with a corn maze. Could you see it? You know, like he's got a sign up and he's just sitting out there with a little shoebox. Five dollars or whatever to come here. You know? Something happened to a kid. Yeah, but... Like, we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll edit that under, out. He's under investigation. Look, we need him for the music segment, oh, so we'll my. just edit that out. This is your idea, man. I know, I know. Ugh. So this attraction actually most closely resembles a carnival funhouse powered by steam, and this is the Orton and Spooner ghost house. The house still exists in the Holycomb Steam Collection. It was um, during the 1930s, about the same time as trick-or-treating, that Halloween-themed haunted houses first began to appear in America. It was in the late 1950s that haunted houses as a major attraction began to appear, focusing first in California. But of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. 
sponsored by the if you live in california i'm sorry um <laughs> go back to your <laughs> white claw. <laughs> sponsored by the children's health home junior auxiliary the san mateo haunted house opened in 1957 the san bernardino assistance league haunted house opened in 1958 home haunts began appearing across the country during um 18 or 1962 1963 and in 1964 the san mateo haunted house opened as well as the children's museum haunted house in indianapolis do they have to have such long fucking names of course they do god what the, did you did you just break your computer no, it's it's just it's a it's spooky. It's a thing. It's spooky. <laughs> it is spooky. The haunted house as an American cultural icon can be attributed to the opening of the haunted mansion in Disneyland on um, August twelfth of nineteen sixty nine. Knott's Berry Farm hey. began hosting its own Halloween night attraction, the Knott's Scary Farm, which opened in nineteen seventy three. And evangelical Christians adopted a form of these attractions by opening one of the very first Hell Houses in nineteen seventy two. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. I love it. So, I, listen, again, I'm not a big Haunted House fan, but I love that other people are. And that leads us into Riley Needs a Date for Halloween. Riley. So, listen, the bidding is going, and right now, this really big, scary dude named Chainsaw is in the lead. And I don't think he really wants to go with him. What do you What do you think, Jeff? Do you think, like, he's just, you are, know, are you, like, Chainsaw-ist? Sometimes, Riley, we hit rock bottom, okay? <laughs> and in those moments of rock bottom, we have to make the best of the situation, right? We Put it this way. Beggars can't be choosers in certain aspects, right? You're going to have a great time. Uncle Chainsaw, he's going to he's gonna give you a good time. You're not going to have to be afraid of walking through this house because you got Big Chainsaw with you. I've got a scarier he's thing He's not going to let anything happen to you. What happens afterwards is even scarier. Yeah, I'm talking about the haunted house. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just make sure you go to a good place, a good, get a good meal first. I'm not going in a corn maze with them. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Him's scared. Him's is scared. Chainsaw, I know you're listening, buddy. I'm rooting for you, pal. And I'll tell you what. If He's this, in the lead right now. This is going to happen. And I have a feeling that Chainsaw is going to win this. And I, You know what the best part about the entire thing is? I know for a fact that he will come back into town. Absolutely. Just to take Riley to the haunted house, I, oh and the best and part I know is, he will. But you, you have to. Yeah, and John and I are going to be there. I didn't sign. Shit. Doesn't matter. Gentleman's John and contract. I are going to be there in the background. Shit. We're going to be getting like different footage. You know, different cameras. We'll be hiding in bushes and getting them. And Chainsaw. it's going to be a great time. It's going to oh, be yeah, great. It'll be, it'll be awesome. So the but, first, but if you're a lady out there and you got five bucks, you could beat him. Yeah, for sure. And so. Riley is a he's a smart, handsome because he looks like me, young man. You know what I mean? He is. You know, he's in college, he works, he has his own car. The kid's killing. He's about to be 21, so he can buy yeah. you beer. Like, these are all good things. Yeah. You know? He's got his shit together. He does. You know? And I'm proud to say that he's my son. See? So for all you ladies out there. Oh, should I turn off the scary music for a minute? I'm kind of scared. No, that was actually pretty scary that I was actually, like, saying all that. But anyway. But yeah, Riley needs a date. <laughs> the first Halloween haunted house run by a nonprofit organization was produced in 1970 by the Sycamore Deer Park JCs in Clifton, Ohio. JZ? Ohio, not JZ. Oh. JCs. Yeah. Turn up! <laughs> it was co uh, co sponsored by the WSAI, an AM radio station broadcasting out of Cincinnati, Ohio. It was last produced in, in 1982. Other JCs followed suit with their own versions after the success of the Ohio House. 
the March of Dimes, copyrighted a minty, 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 <laughs> minty fresh haunted house, oh. a mini haunted house for the March of Dimes in 1976, and began fundraising through their local chapters by conducting haunted houses soon after. Although they apparently quit supporting this type of event nationally, sometime in the 1980s, some March of Dimes haunted houses have persisted until today. On the evening of May 11th, 1984, in Jackson Township, New Jersey, the Haunted Castle, which is that Six Flags, if you guys remember Six Flags. Yeah, you, you yeah. Six Flags? I think there's still some open, right? Not after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I read ahead in the notes. <laughs> so it caught fire. As a result of the fire, eight teenagers actually died. Um, so yeah, that sucks. The backlash to the tragedy was a tightening of regulations related to safety, building codes, and the frequency of inspections of attractions nationwide. The smaller venues, especially the nonprofit attractions, were unable to complete fi uh, compete financially, and the better-funded commercial enterprises filled the vacuum. Facilities that were once able to avoid regulation because they were considered to be temporary installations now had to adhere to the stricter codes um, required of permanent attra uh, attractions. So thank you to them for uh, making sure people don't die. Way to go. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, theme parked, theme parked, theme parked, my mouth stopped. Theme parks entered the business seriously. Six Flags Fright Fest began in 1986, and Universal Studios Florida began Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights. Six Flags Fright Fest. <laughs> we set castles on fire <laughs> with you inside, guys. Yeah. Forget the last thing that happened. It's it's. We're sorry. We we apologize. But now no one's gonna die today. Um, right today. <laughs> today. Uh, not Scary Farm experienced a surge in attendance in the 1990s as a result of America's obsession with Halloween as a cultural event. Theme parks have played a major role in globalizing the holiday. Universal Studios Singapore and Universal Studios Japan both participate. <laughs> Pangangalua! <laughs> both participate <laughs> while Disney now mounts uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Oh, God, could you match that? Oh, hi, kids. <laughs> Here's a knife. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna stab you. Oh, 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 oh. But they do it at their parks in uh, Paris, Hong Kong, and Tokyo, as well as the one in the United States. The theme park haunts are by far the largest, both in scale and attendance. Boom. That's Halloween. Well, that's that's true, though, because, you know, I've done Halloween weekends at Cedar Point. Have you done that, Riley? No, that's, I've that's, never been. Really? Oh, I have, dude. It's You've pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's fun, yeah. I mean, they have all, around, like, they all have, the lights and you know, like yeah. 20 different little haunted things you can go yeah. through, and there's people, they. They jump scare you while you're just walking through the park randomly. Mm -hmm. You know, people have heart attacks and die. It's, it happens. I mean, listen, sometimes you got to race. That's true. But no, that, that that one's actually cool. Like, uh, in, in, uh, Blossom does one, too. Blossom, oh, do they? Yeah, they do, uh, like, a uh, uh, haunt dog. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. Journey cover band. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> Scariest thing ever. <laughs> There's not one too far from here in, like, Strongsville area called, like, the Rockin' Ranch. And oh yeah, they yeah, yeah. turn it into a haunted, a haunted. They have ranch. a haunted haunted like hay everything else, haunted yeah. houses and all that stuff. And yeah, it's right down the street. Let's see again that kind of stuff. I'm okay with. I'm okay with going to a place and like getting some apple cider, maybe buying a pumpkin, going on a hayride. But the second somebody gets up in my face or like tries to touch me or something, <laughs> I'm like, nope. Hey, you guys, into I it. Yeah, no, not into it, not into it. Well, let so anyway, get, we, uh, let's get Isaiah back in for uh, a round two. And then we'll close it out after song. this. Well, we got to do news yet, too. Oh, we still got to do the news. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's get, I, can we get Isaiah? Hey. Isaiah, yeah. ready for you. Round Dude, two. I am so not looking forward to this. Everything's set and up, so this should go quick. What is his beef with Moody, by the way? We got to ask him about that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. He does yeah. hate Moody. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do this. Hey, you yeah. know what? Isaiah, sit down real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, doing? I just got to ask you a question. Yeah, um, so our friend, How you doing, Jeffy? I'm doing good. All right, buddy. You know our friend Moody, right? 
Oh, that son of a bitch. What, what's the beef? Man, listen, I've been listening to you guys since the conception of this thing. Okay. And that, I just don't like him. He he just, he rubs me the wrong damn way. What, why? Just, is it his beard? It might be. Or is it his beliefs it, in, in weird things and conspiracies? Guy, and he just, I don't know, he's kind of smug. So you're not going to vote for him in 2020 then? I ain't voting for shit pertaining to him. Okay. All right. I ain't got nothing to do with him. Well, well, in saying that, uh, we got another. You have another song real, real for us. Fast, since we're on the topic of Moody, real fast. <laughs> okay. I just, I just want to say something. Yeah. I, I don't like it when you guys have him on here. Well, he's gonna be coming in in a couple episodes here, so I, I, I refuse to come back in, Jeffy. <laughs> well, well, it'll be a surprise. We, we just won't tell you, and you just show up, and I'll be here, and then you'll Some, have to hash your beef out on the air. Somebody might die. I'm just saying. That would be great. Listen, I carry a pistol. That will make us go viral. Yeah. You know, right, Riley? I'm just saying. I yeah. carry a pistol in my pocket right now. There's a no gun yeah, uh, whoa, policy whoa, here. You can't, yeah, you, you can't, can't have that. that I, I can see you both take it from me. Well. If that's the case, I guess you can have it from <laughs> Yeah. All right, so guess what? We're about to do round two of Isaiah and the Midnight Riders, buddy. You ready to go? All right. Here let's, go. let's hear it. Wait, this, this, one, this, one, this one's also about Halloween. Yeah. Hear that? Good job, boys. I love it. Yeah. So when I was again a little little baby, I came back out to my mama's house, and she was, you know, we didn't come back. Wait, wait, wait! Cut, cut, cut. What? Why are they all about the mama's house? Cause I love my mom. That's where he was when he was a little boy, right? Right. Are we talking about? Do him? you have any other songs? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was just no, okay. Well, like, I think that was kind of rude, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked where that was going, Jeff. I do have a pistol. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, guys. Roll it. All right. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted by that son of a bitch. Anyway, so we had this girl in the back of a car, and she was moaning and getting all kinds of crazy. And you know, my buddy Luke, he was he was like trying to do, and I was like, Luke, you can't do that, man. That's not how this goes, man. I was like, I already got three warrants. I can't do this. And then all of a sudden, he told me to shut up. And I was like, no, nah, man, let's get outside and do this right now. Now, this is back in like 1940s, 50s, something like that. So Luke tried to jump up, and I, I punched him dead in his mouth. That's, that's the end of the song. Stop it, fellas. Thank you. What do y'all think? That was a good one, right? Wow. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. All right. Thank See you, ya. I appreciate you guys having me on here again. I, I I hope the FBI is not listening to our podcast because yeah, I, I feel like we won't have a music segment anymore. I don't know about wait, that wait one. a minute. <laughs> Did the FBI listen? Uh, sometimes they do. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll get you on next episode. Hey, do me a favor, Isaiah. Why don't you, what you want, buddy. Write some, why don't you write some lyrics and music about your about your home and your corn maze and your fields and whatnot? Let's, let's oh, lighten the mood that. next time. You guys want to start it up again? No, 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 no. Oh. We'll, we'll get it next episode. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, thank, I mean, we appreciate it. Good listen, job. Good job. Right? Listen, yeah. I really Woo. like the whole haunted in, in the whole Halloween thing you guys got going on this time. I like that because That's I like great. being scared and being scary and whatnot. Right, right. So, hey, we're kind of crunched for time. Can I get you out of here? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The, nice, yeah, nice, nice. right there. Good job, guys. All, All right. right. Good job, Thank Isaiah. You. All right. I, I appreciate it. Okay. Stop pushing me. Stop it. Stop. Stop. See ya. Jeez. Wow. Wow, man. We're going to have to, like, come up with some kind of dump button or something <sighs> for that guy. You're the one that wanted him on here. You're the one that aggravated him, man. He's got a pistol. Yeah. I just, all the songs yeah, are the same. Butt. It's, like, Dude, all I'm about back no, to no, Mama's no, house. No, and... you, you brought up Moody. I think that was the trigger with him. You know what? We got to have Moody on we gotta while figure he's out. on. No gun when Moody comes. 
Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we should get like, like a, a metal bag. detector or something. <laughs> a metal detector set up in the doorway. Yeah. Pat down or something. Great. I don't feel safe anymore. Oh, man. Oh, my God. All right, so now that we got the crazy old Isaiah out of here again. Man, he's a trip, isn't he? He is something else, man. Um, And, and, and I definitely want to hear what the listeners think about having him come in for this. I kind of want to hear what Moody has to say, oh, like dude. if there's a retaliation. We might have to actually call Moody and see, yeah. like, what... Oh. There's going to be a retaliation. Oh, there's definitely going to be a retaliation. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's going to be rough. Moody's not the type to sit around and What take if they that? fought and he shaved Moody's beard? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like he came up from the sides like, I got you. And like just shaved his beard. Oh, man. You know how many years he's had that thing and like growing that thing? Does he know. even have a jaw underneath it? He might not. No, it's just all beard. It's yeah, just beard. it is. Yeah, I don't even know how he eats. It's just a solid. He just sticks it in the beard. It dissolves. Strand of hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so listen, we are going to, we, we tried doing this once before, but we're actually uh, fine-tuned it a little bit, and especially since we're starting on season two here, we're going to have Riley come back and read us some of his uh, crazy news. So Riley, you ready over there? I'm ready. Welcome to the Midnight News. I'm your host, Riley Sayer. And yet another instance of Florida being the twilight zone of America, a body of a woman was found in an Orlando porta potty that caught fire and exploded. Officials say this gives a whole new meaning to the term explosive diarrhea. Shit out of luck. Health officials in New Jersey are investigating multiple reports of a mystery odor in two cities that is described as something similar to rotting fish. Authorities state the reports of the pungent odor began yesterday around noon. In unrelated news, Kim Kardashian has landed in New Jersey yesterday around noon for the East Coast portion of her tour. (laughs) Kanye's coming for you, man. And finally, the U.S. military apologizing over the threat to use a bomber against millennials. A message posted by the Defense and Visual Information Distribution Service said, the last thing that hashtag millennials will see if they attempt the hashtag Area 51 raid will be a bomber and 200 servicemen from Missouri. All right, and that was the news with Riley, and you did awesome. Job well done. Loved and it. Ladies Loved out there, ladies out there, he is still available, and that yeah. date is closing in very soon, by the way, so Getting get there. your bids up. What are we at right now? We're on, uh, what date? Today's the 29th of September. Dude, we're... we're, we're oh, we got like a month. Imagine this. Imagine you go out on an awesome date, right, with this gentleman here. Yeah. And at the end of the night, maybe you're sitting on the couch, and there's some Netflix and chill going on, I right? can read you the news. He can read you the news. He can and read that the voice? subtitles on Netflix. Right. So you wouldn't even have to be watching the movie. Ladies, don't let Chainsaw hog all this love. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I think Chainsaw's actually more excited than, than well, definitely than you are. Well, with his text messages every day or anything to go on, maybe. Uh, that's amazing. So listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the train ride we had tonight on the history of Halloween. It's really cool to learn where all these customs and everything that we do and have done since we were little, where they yeah. came from. I actually learned a lot, and hopefully you guys did too. Um, if you guys have any questions or any suggestions for upcoming train rides that we can run a train on, you can always send those to the midnight train podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we're on Tumblr, which I don't even know what that is, but eh, whatever. Is that a cooking utensil? I, don't, I, I think that's where you know what Tumblr is like a bartending thing. right? Yeah. yeah you, you shake, shake up, up a drink. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A we're actually in that. Yeah. We're in that we're Tumblr in one right now. And that's that a, means you can actually oh, drink. You can actually drink the podcast. Is that like a Mandela effect thing? Yeah. Kind we of need it. to get hold of Chris. Yeah. Oh, Chris. He was drinking some good beer today. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, it was just his birthday the other day. So uh, yeah, uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to Chris, man. Chris Arminsky, you're out there, buddy. Thank and you. And uh, Chris, we did tell you on your birthday. You just don't remember because Mandela. So sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So listen, you can also go to the midnight train podcast.com for 
all things having to do with us and plus a bunch of really cool stuff you can sign up for things you can buy some things you can whatever and uh, listen if you're out there right now and you're listening to this podcast if you go and you give us a review on um apple or wherever you listen to your podcast at and we may just pick you in the next episode in order and in, in, or in order to send you a uh, sign poster and a uh, midnight train podcast uh, uh magnet that we just got in and if I'm not mistaken, we Uh-oh. also decided that we are we will also send a private Snapchat from Riley Sayer. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I did <laughs> so, not agree to any of that. You're going to want to jump on that right away because you could get the exclusive private chat snapper to your phone nice. from Riley. From Riley. Yeah. I, and who sounds, knows what it'll be? Yeah. I mean, it won't be anything you're thinking. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. Possibilities. It could be anything, right? <laughs> so listen, you can listen to wherever you're listening to us right now. First and foremost, we greatly appreciate it. Please let your friends know. Please spread the word about the train, spread. man. We greatly appreciate it. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud, all, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're probably going to be there. Uh, in fact, we are now on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. That was, See? That was, that was good. pretty on key. Yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah, that was like... Pretty good. So please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. If you do that, you may actually get chosen to have, like, you know, us send you out a magnet. They're really cool magnets, yeah, they are by the way. Cool. And a uh, signed poster from us. So, uh, you but know. But you will not get it if you're four and a half. All right. <laughs> or four and three quarters. Listen, everybody's, everybody's evolving and working kinks out. So we're doing our best. So you may give it a four and a half. You may think, well, these guys are good, but they're just four and a half. No. Do it five. <laughs> Or don't do it at all. And again, on that episode, uh, Jeff hates everyone. Including himself. (laughs) Put your white claw down, your pumpkin spice white claw, and give us a five, all right? Uh, So listen, we want to thank you guys so much for riding the train with us on the history of Halloween. We greatly appreciate it. Appreciate appreciate it as as well as appreciate it. That's a totally different word. Sean Connery. Um, I'm Sean Connery. (laughs) Anyway, um, all October long, we're going to be just just rocking Halloween stuff because we love Halloween. We love the creepy time of year. We love that the leaves are changing and it's getting cooler outside, even though it's supposed to be fucking 90 on Monday. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So yay for, you know, what are the Indian summers? That sucks. Anyway, so wherever you are, oh, by the way, uh, for anybody that's listening out in the uh, the Rocky Mountain area, whether it's Wyoming or whatever, I really hope you guys are safe. Uh, I know you guys got hit with a shit ton of snow. Um, there's like a lot of bad weather hitting them right yeah, now. Yeah, but they'll be fine. There's Sasquatches with axes. They'll chop the doors down so. and save I them. I hope Bigfoot be with good. an axe helps you guys because yeah. I mean, they're getting like two to four inch or feet of snow. Hey. Like it's crazy right now. So I just want to say if you're listening out there or if you know someone that is listening out there, you know, you got some well wishes from us over here at the Midnight Train Podcast. So and what a better way to stay inside and stay warm by listening to the podcast. Absolutely. Right? We know you've got nothing better to do. That's right. right. Now. Binge listen. Absolutely. So anyway, once again, I am Jonathan with my buddy Jeff Rowe over here. And of course, Riley, the myth, the man and the soon to be legend. Um, we want to thank you guys again for listening. And uh, on behalf of. Of the midnight train. Choo choo, motherfuckers! Fuckers. Fucking asshole. Crap. Motherfucking, motherfucking badass. And the shit is fucking crazy. Fuck yeah, fucking. <laughs> Which is a pretty fucking spooky Ooh. book, too. Fucking hate you. And shit all over the place. Spooky shit. Sure. God damn Twilight. it. Fucking hate both of you. Jesus Christ. Fuck you. Fucking creepy ass. Fucking fucking neat. You beautiful bastard. Fuck Superman. Fuck. We've had a very rough run, but I will say this all the time we share contains